0: Hello and welcome to the Erin Evans Podcast. This podcast is devoted to people who want to love, listen, and live a little better. I'll be sharing my musings as a life coach, a mother, a yogi, an entrepreneur, and I'll be interviewing some of the most inspiring people that I know that are leaving the world a little better than how they found it. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. If you want to stay in touch, you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Evans. Buckle up and thank you for tuning in.
1: I, I can't really even explain what happened because it felt like I tapped into this source of energy that I didn't even know that I had. And all the pain that I could barely walk was gone. And I was putting in like the best strides I had the entire run.
0: That was Sam Dickey. Sam Dickey is an ultra runner. He is from Ontario, but moved to Banff seven years ago. He came for the love of whitewater kayaking, but found his great love of running. When I met Sam, I remember feeling like a person who notices a woman with really great cleavage, who's trying so hard not to look down. He has the most magnificent quadriceps, and I kept having to force my eyes upward. Sam, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. So tell me what sparked the desire to run?
1: Well, originally it was just something that was in my family. My dad was a big runner. And then when I moved out here, it was just pretty attractive to try and run things that were hiking trails. And then went from there to mountains and then sort of segued into ultras.
0: And tell me a bit about an ultra race. What is it?
1: Uh, an ultra So the definition of an ultra is anything over 42K, so a regular marathon. Uh, So usually they start about 50K and then go up to about the most popular is about 100 mile race, 160K and anything in between.
0: Okay. And you just ran a big race. Can you tell me about your big ultra race?
1: Yeah. So I just ran the Icefields Parkway from Lake Louise to Jasper and it was about 231 kilometers.
0: (laughs) And how long did that take you?
1: Uh, 31 hours.
0: So you didn't sleep?
1: I slept for 10 minutes.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) The morning of the race, you wake up. How do you feel?
1: Uh, well, that day was not good, actually. I was trying to downplay a bit of a knee injury for the last week going into it, and then I woke up and it was, like, throbbing. I was in tears in the morning going into it, and I was like, how am I supposed to do 230 kilometers today? Like, my body's not – like, I can't even get out of bed without being sore. <laughs> and then uh, I was running at 6 p.m. that night, so we were going to run into the night instead of running finishing up at the night, which actually ended up taking full day anyway. So um, – but yeah, I wasn't wasn't feeling good going into it. Uh, my mind was not in a great place. And then I called my cousin and he was like, you got to do it. Fight the pain. Like, you're going to regret it if you don't. And you're going to be in way more pain mentally if you don't do this. Oh. And then so I was like, you're right. And then I kind of like wiped tears off my face and was like, "Let's let's do this. And then. Whole attitude change and was like, I'm about to go through hell and I'm gonna love it.
0: <laughs> oh, what did he say that that triggered that you in you and shifted your um, thoughts? Oh,
1: well, that guy is really good at talking me into things and out of things, but um it was just pretty much just like he just knows how I think. And he was like, You're gonna start this thing, and when you start this thing, you're not gonna stop because that's who you are. So you just you're gonna have to live with it, you know you're gonna have to go through all this pain and You just have to live with that and it's going to be 30 hours and you're done.
0: (sighs) And what was it like? Like, let's, let's give me the kilometer countdown. So we're 10 clicks. How are you feeling?
1: 10 clicks. Uh, Well, I'm sore because my knee (laughs) had a knee brace on from the very beginning. Uh, But I think I started warming up at about 25K. And so my knee wasn't feeling as bad. Um, And then for about 25K to... 80k or 100k was actually a pretty sweet area and then that's when things started to get sore again
0: oh so I <laughs> saw footage of you and I saw walking poles oh yeah <laughs>
1: at what
0: point were you like I'm gonna bust out the hiking poles
1: um that was when like so I had a bunch of problems with my body during that run uh, and the biggest one was blisters so I took the hiking poles out about 190k in so I had a full marathon left and I was like I don't know how I'm gonna be able to do this So I I used the hiking poles to just get weight off my feet.
0: Oh, and then nearing the end, did you start to get that, that runner's high or like the drive to complete?
1: Yeah. So the very end, like it's hard to even explain like exactly what happened because I blacked out and it was like hallucinating towards the end of it. Um, But the last 16K, I was in like a ton of pain. And then my cousin called me again. (laughs) And this was at two o'clock in the morning for him. This was 12 o'clock at night for us. And he was like, he pretty much just like, stop being this little pansy man, you gotta do this. And then he's like, you know you're gonna regret it so much if you walk to the finish line. So pull yourself together and you're gonna run it. Oh. And then like something in my mind clicked. And from when we hung up that conversation, me and the entire crew, we had a one person on a bike and then five other guys who was running. Uh, we all just took off in like a perfect pace and then we didn't stop running till land.
0: And, oh. then,
1: and then I got faster and faster and then I started blacking out. Uh, I was hallucinating a bit. I thought I was running through a tunnel, but I wasn't running through a tunnel because there's no tunnels. <laughs> and it was like this weird mind thing that was going on. My body went to like the survival state almost where like I, I can't really even explain what happened because it felt like I tapped into this source of energy that I didn't even know that I had. And all the pain that I could barely walk was gone. And I was putting in like the best that I had the entire run. And that was in the last seven kilometers. <laughs> and then and I went from running like walking like limp walking to doing a sub five minute pace and then yeah pulled it together the very last 10k and,
0: <laughs> and tell me about the crew like the people yeah and, and what role they played and did they know it beforehand
1: uh yes yeah, so most of the guys who came uh they've done something like that before with me uh, so they kind of knew they getting them, they're getting their song something to you but i don't think they realized how long it was going to be <laughs> either I thought i thought to be done in like 26 hours when i woke up that morning i was like okay i got i can't make any time i gotta just get this thing done um but yeah they were incredible so we had two bikers um and then people just took turns going through biking sleeping and then setting up every 10 kilometers we had like food and water and stuff like that for me and then chairs socks shoes and all that kind of thing Um, but yeah they were with me for 31 hours straight and it was yeah incredible it's such a selfish sport that you need eight people with you to run just for one athlete yeah (laughs) yeah but we had like like lucas he did uh 60 kilometers of running off and on for the 230k um and i think he did another 100 kilometers of biking on top of that so everyone was just like helping out biking running keeping me sane pretty much while i was just suffering um Uh. yeah music going and it was yeah there was a perfect crew i just needed good people around me for low times. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what I had.
0: That's so beautiful. Yeah. And so you crossed the finish line and what goes through your mind?
1: I dropped. Yeah. Like <sighs> I, I collapsed in tears and I was like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I, Cause I actually I still couldn't really figure out what happened. Like I don't know how I grabbed that source of energy that just, I had no idea I had. And I, I couldn't explain it in my mind. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was blacking out. I couldn't hear anything. Vision dimmed. Like I, And I just collapsed and cried.
0: <laughs> and have you ever felt this way before in a race?
1: No. That, I didn't know something like that existed. It was like a survival instinct kicked in. And it was like, my and the only things that were working was what needed me to get to the finish line. So hearing was gone. Nothing else was like just the energy used to get me to the finish.
0: Wow. <clears throat> it was weird. Yeah. And so how do you keep your mind strong to train for long runs?
1: Um, yeah, usually going into it, like part of my training, I've always have the date in mind. And I I come to the idea that like, okay, like I'm going to go to a very painful place and go to a very dark corner of my brain, but I'm going to come back out of it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of prepare yourself knowing that this is going to be so if it's like 12, 12 hour run or 30 hour run, you're just going to make this is gonna be 12 hours of pain and you're done. So it's a half day. Or in this case, it was going to be over a day, <laughs> but uh, you just kind of accept it. You're like, it's only going to be one day of your life and then it's done. And then you can look back on something that you're very proud of.
0: Wow. It, they say that in the Marines. So they've got this massive training regime and they say to them, like, get to that fen- fence post. And then get to the next fence post so it sounds like you break it down into like a digestible chunk of time yeah yeah exactly. that you can handle so you mentioned this dark <clears throat> part of your brain yeah tell me about it
1: um yeah so the, it always happens it always happens i feel like three quarters into a race no matter how long the race is it always happens about that far along um and it gets to the point where like usually when i'm running i'm pretty present with what I'm doing, I'm like one step at a time. I feel really good. I'm not thinking about the future. I'm not thinking about the past. I'm thinking about my next step always. And usually when I get to this dark quarter of my brain, it's no longer being present anymore. It's no longer like this moving meditation that I've been doing for the last, like how many hours? It turns into this thing where I'm like, I want to be somewhere else. I want to be at the finish line. I want to be at the five-kilometer mark. I want to be somewhere where I'm not. And then that's where it slowly segues into like worse, worse thoughts, being like, okay, this so I still have like ten more hours. That like, and then it kind of gets worse and worse. And but then, yeah, you do come out of it.
0: <laughs> and and like when you have a, not a race, but you're running on your own, yep. do you do you go to that dark place? No, no. So is it the 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 fact that you have to you have to run a distance? Like, what's the difference, race to training?
1: I think so. I think I also put a lot of pressure in myself for time, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, I, usually I like to like, think time is totally relevant especially during a race but it always comes to a point where it's not <laughs> um, but I think that's what it is it's just, I put too much pressure on myself for pace, time I, I'm, I'm look, calculating too many things the best thing they say is don't do math when you're running mm. and, and when I get to that dark corner I'm doing math <laughs>
0: so. Well, like what a brilliant thought. And it's like all about, like you said, a moving meditation, but yeah. like spirituality is about this moment and this yeah. moment and you're doing it cause you love that moment. Yeah. But, the, but then you're like, ugh, like end game, end game. Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Then you, you're calculating like, Oh my gosh, if 10 more hours of this pain or something like that. And like, it just, yeah, then your mind just kind of goes to dark places and how are you going to do it.
0: Yeah. I, a friend of mine is an Olympian and I asked like, how, like what, what's different about you than the competitors that don't go to the Olympics? And he said, it's my ability to handle pain, Yeah, okay. you know, and like being okay with the discomfort.
1: Yeah. Accepting it. And, yeah. yeah.
0: So what, what's your habits and your rituals around training?
1: Just to change it up is the best thing. Don't like create it, make it a chore. I find like if you do the same thing over and over again, just because you have to do it to stay healthy, that's when it becomes a chore and you don't enjoy it. Uh, The best thing about living where we live here in Banff is that you have so many options just right from the middle of town. You can go to the Hoodoo Trail, Sulfur Tunnel. There's so many options to just always change it up and keep it exciting. It's the best way to stay motivated. Okay. Um,
0: And you run every day?
1: Six days a week, probably. Five, six days a week.
0: And and how many kilometers?
1: Um, I usually average about... Usually my run's about 20k each and then 100 to 140 kilometer weeks.
0: Wow. So you never really run that full distance. Like how would somebody prepare for 230?
1: Uh, So the week before that, I did three or four mini ultras. So three or four distances that were all over 40k. And then I felt pretty good. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. And then 230 K is five and a half ultra or five and a half marathon. So, wow. uh, so that was the best way to do it.
0: And how did you bridge from being a runner to being an ultra runner?
1: Honestly, I have Alexis to point a finger out for that. She, uh, I signed up for a 50 mile race and then Golden announced they're doing a 120 kilometer race. And she was like, well, why don't you just do that And the longest I've done before even signing up for that 50 mile race was 40 K. <laughs> and she was like yeah why not it's just another 40k just do it and i was like oh i don't know and she's just like just do it you're you're gonna do it kind of thing and then i did it yeah so i really have Alexis just to push who pushes me yeah
0: Yeah. that's so positive way yeah yeah Yeah. like to make what you never thought possible something that's possible
1: yeah and that's what makes it so attractive something that i used to think was like how am i going to do that and then all of a sudden, you can do it. If you condition your body, you train it, you fuel it, fuel it correctly, like all these things add up. And it's like you, your body can do like some pretty incredible things. And that will make, that's what makes it so addictive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what about the fueling the body? Like, how do you, what do you eat? How do you take care of it? Yeah. Honestly,
1: um, like my diet's not great. But when I'm running, like my go to, I made sure Alexis had it every one of my aid stations was like canned peaches, like the syrup peaches and pickles.
0: No. <laughs> yeah. Why? Acidity? Um,
1: It's the salts. Yeah, the salts and the pickles. And then there's also natural electrolytes in it. So you can drink the pickle juice and eat need a pickle. So you get a solid in it as well. (laughs) And then the canned peaches is like full of carbs. So it's just, that's all your body burns straight. It's just carbs, carbs, carbs. And there's no carbs left. It goes to fats. Then it goes to proteins. So I just try and maintain lots of carbs. And it's easy to just drink the peach juice syrup that's in it and then have like peaches as well ah <laughs> yeah. so interesting yeah
0: <laughs> and what what would you do like let's say today you're going to go for 20k where would you go
1: uh i'd like to the hoodoo trail okay that's the best if you do the hoodoo trail and you keep going you combine like 30 kilometers of trail and then and a lot of them like you will not see a single person on it
0: wow yeah. and with ultra running is it primarily like roads or is it mountains uh
1: primarily like mountainous trail
0: okay yeah yeah
1: yeah, except so like this was I don't normally run roads at all, uh, but because it's springtime, like most trails are still like snowed in, especially yeah. this year, so I had to do road.
0: <laughs> and what about competitors? Like, what what are like, let's say the last race that you did? Yeah. Do you talk to your competitors? Do you run with them?
1: Um, the last race I did, I ran with them for about ten k. Okay. And then uh, I skipped that aid station, and they didn't. I didn't see anyone else. <laughs> <rest>. Really. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And how did you do? Uh, I, won. I won. No, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. Even with like a bunk knee? Oh, and...
1: sorry. Uh, that was oh. for the Golden 120. This 230 uh, k race. that wasn't even a race. That was, just,
0: uh,
1: oh. that was just 100% something I just wanted to do. Okay, so tell me. I, I have no reason. I should have
0: mentioned that earlier. So tell me though, you raised money. What, why were you raising money?
1: I think youth mental health, well, mental health in general is really important, important right now. Uh, and because of COVID, they're not actually getting a lot of money into these organizations. And also because of COVID, it's a really important time because people are having a tough time. So mm. it's it's this kind of weird situation we're in with mental health. And I find, like, right now is a really important time to shine some light on it. And I thought this was the best way of doing it.
0: This is beautiful. <laughs> so you, why'd you choose 230?
1: Uh, well, I was actually supposed to be in Nepal uh, a few months ago, running 230 kilometers. <laughs> and the length of the Icebills Parkway is exactly 230 kilometers. So oh. it's like, this is... A, Perfect, perfect way to training for this anyway. So.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah,
1: s- switch our projects up and keep going.
0: And what is your dream as a runner? Like, what are you going after?
1: Um, I think is just to like always push myself and set goals. Like, I don't ever want to be without a goal. Like, I think uh, as soon as I couldn't go to Nepal. And I didn't have a goal like I just like got depressed and I, I didn't know what to do. I felt like I didn't know schedule and I was just like I, I need something to work forward mm-hmm. to. And uh, yeah, I think like as long as I always have a goal that's getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. It, I think that's I don't know how far it's going to take me. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to really know how many kilometers I, w- I will eventually do or like the furthest I'll, I'll run will be. Um, as long as I'm just constantly increasing it or yeah mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of my dream just to not stop.
0: Yeah Oh, yeah. what is the biggest your biggest failure with running? Have you ever had like a like a failed attempt at anything?
1: Um yeah, definitely. Um, like the Triple Crown, like sometimes I go into it. I'm just like I really not feeling it. which the Triple Crown is the uh, Lady McDonald you and helling and you're from between all of them. Uh, so sometimes I go into it. And I'm like, ah, I'm really not feeling it. Or if I'll do like, oh, you yeah. sometimes you wake up and you're just not having a good day Yeah, and uh, you just have to accept it. And sometimes I find that's actually the best way to train because when you, you're not having a good day running you're like just having an off day or whatever, that's also usually the point in an ultra, you're not feeling good either, but you get to push through it. So I don't, I don't shorten it up. I don't turn around. I just push through it because I'm going to be going through a low with my race anyway. Yeah. So this is a good way to mentally battle it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I often, I love David Goggins says, yeah, yeah, David he's, Goggins. yeah <laughs> I love just in general, love yeah. him. but um, to show up as your best when you feel your worst. And it's like that capacity to like meet the dragon and be like, Oh, my knee hurts. My back is sore. I'm, I don't feel like doing this and doing it anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: What about your greatest success?
1: Uh, I think my greatest success, I want to say, was actually the 2:30. And even though it was like not time I was going for, like 31 hours was not my goal at all. Uh, but I just I went to a place in my brain that was so dark, and I went through so much pain for such a long period of time. I'm just uh, I think is my greatest success because I can now I know how much pain I can really take, and I I can come out of it. So and think, what, do you, yeah.
0: what do you think that taught you about about like you? Like why going yeah. to that dark place, why is it beneficial?
1: Uh, well, I think it's just about me, but I think it's just about everybody. Like it's pretty incredible like how far you can push yourself. Mm. And then like you go to these dark places in your brain, but it's just a mental state. Like it's just mental. Yeah. There's no real physical barrier. He's got to figure that out. And uh, usually these dark places have something to do with time. So he's got to get rid of the idea of time and – that's that's pretty much it. It's yeah. like yeah, you can always get out of it. It's just a mental state. It's nothing physical. You just yeah. gotta keep going.
0: Yeah. yeah. Whenever I mean, nothing comparable to what you're doing. But when I'm hiking something, I did Yamniska yesterday, and it's oh, like rad, what, yeah. yeah. When awesome. I get to that point where I'm like counting my steps, that's probably my pain.
1: Yeah. Like I'm yeah. like,
0: Ugh, just get this over with. Yeah, counting.
1: To the yeah, time, and yeah, I've always feel like that dark place, no matter what what you're doing, it's always has something to do with time.
0: Yeah. So, and any, like, irritation, like, do you get, like, say you're running, let's say the 231 you just run. Yeah. Any irritation with people, like, any blame, any um, resentment? Uh,
1: honestly, usually. Okay. <laughs> like, oh. uh, if Lexus is, like, biking beside me uh i'll get mad at her for no reason <laughs> but it's usually just because i went to like that dark place and i'm like in so much pain i'll apologize later <laughs> like, i didn't mean to say that i'm sorry <laughs> but uh this one was actually pretty good probably because i had like friends around too so i could have just yelled at Alexis. <laughs> so and just um,
0: for the record alexis is the the most humble beautiful yogi um she works at the hospital and she is his fiance. yeah yeah, yeah she's awesome Yeah, that is amazing. And that's the one thing that I I have to say about you is, like, it shocked me when I met you and I saw your quads. I was like, whoa, those are amazing. But how humble you are. And I I thought, like, there's no way this guy could be doing all this stuff. Like, he doesn't talk about it. Or, yeah, so it's like, as you had mentioned, and my next question is about the person that you admire the most. Yeah. yeah. That piece about humility.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best. Like, uh, the most rewarding thing is if you just – or humble, or you're happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. You don't. You don't need to show it. And I find like the people who I admire the most, like uh, Killian Jornet who's a uh, this insane alpinist ultra runner who no one really knows about because he's just so quiet. He doesn't they made Sullivan made him get social media because he didn't really care. Kind of thing. Um, so I look up to someone like that. He's just so humble, and the way he just takes humility and like he's mm-hmm. always humbled by the mountains. And yeah, I think that's the way. He, I try and pursue running in just life. Just try and stay as humble as possible. That's yeah. the best way of moving forward.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and so what, do you have a coach? No. no. No? Really?
1: Yeah. I just, yeah, I just run because I love running. So I just run as much as I can.
0: <laughs> ah, that's wild. Yeah. Do you ever think about getting one for, for the mental toughness? Or? Um,
1: I did think about getting one after running Golden last year. And then I just kind of thought, okay, I'm like, Marty, already, already running. So I was like,
0: totally. Let's just keep this going. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, somebody that you run with, y- you and him, had run the distance of a marathon, and right after it, he said, Lucas, he was oh, yeah. like, No, I'm not. I'm never <clears throat> doing that again. And then like five minutes later, he's like, Maybe. But he said, Right after you were like, I'd like to train you. Like, can we start training and yeah. start? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Like, I yeah. People who are pushing it and they they want to push it and they're like, Oh, I, I like this this battle. That's the people who are, like I love to work with. Mm. People who are really have a good drive, but they don't know how to go, go about doing it. But you can see it there. They're just going to give it everything they have, but you kind of want to tweak it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's kind of like to project. Like, yeah. I wanna, if I could work on Lucas, I'd love to see like a deer. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Because that guy's got like a mental strength like crazy. That like, ah. I can do anything. So I, I think it'd be pretty cool to see.
0: So there's a difference, right? Like there's probably something about the mind frame of somebody that can do ultra running.
1: Yeah. Um I, I honestly maybe we're missing something in our brain, but like we just I don't know if it's pain that we're just we love for some reason, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, but it's addictive. Yeah. yeah. And even like like during that 230k run, like I was in so much pain, I was like, I don't know how we do this again. And then I, your mind just kind of blacks it out. And the next day I was already thinking like all well, it? 240 mile race in the States. No (laughs) way. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't able to walk yet. So it's like your mind can just like take the black out the pain and you just move forward with it. Wow.
0: I guess that's present moment.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like leave the past in the past. Yeah. Um, What, Qualities do you think that you have developed over this past year? So you said June last year you ran your first big race. Yeah. And now it's been a year. So what has developed in you that's different?
1: Uh I think pain tolerance is mm. the biggest one. Like uh my first of the uh, first 100k I was toast. I didn't know. I was like, I've already signed up for two more races that year. So like, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to do two more of these things. And then uh the next one came and like, I got better with the pain, and then the third one came and I yeah. Just kind of get better and better with dealing with the pain.
0: Yeah. And
1: I think that's the the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. That and that in fueling. So I, I didn't really know how to feel correctly uh the first time. But I think mental state is uh just being able to fight through the pain. And then at first like my first race I wasn't like really aware. Like it's really is just like it's temporary. Like as soon as you stop it's done. Mm-hmm. Well I mean, your legs are throbbing for a day after but like when you stop running the pain's done. And you kind of come to terms with that more and more and it's like it's just going to be 12 hours of pain, and you're done.
0: Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you just kind of accept it and it's only half of a day really. So.
0: And what is your next uh, goal?
1: Um, I think that's going to depend on COVID and how borders are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really want to get to Nepal and okay. finish that project. At, yeah. yeah.
0: That's beautiful. What insights can you give, let's say me, who's into running, I'm running like 20 kilometers. What, what direction or motivation or insight?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I think that kind of depends on what your goals are. I feel like you are happy with that distance. You just want to speed it up. Um, But I think just always be inspired because it's a pretty incredible sport. Like Mm -hmm. uh, running is the most natural thing you could really do. Like Mm -hmm. you just put one foot in front of the other over and over and over again. And it's something that we've been doing. so deeply rooted in our past as like who we are as hunter gatherers. And it's like, you kind of touch, touch a piece of our past when mm-hmm. you go for a run. Um, so it's a pretty cool thing to do and just be inspired by what you're doing. Cause it's pretty incredible. And know that if you just keep doing it, it's going to be better and better. And you're going to love it more mm. <laughs> and always mix it up. Like don't, uh, don't do the same thing. Don't make it a chore. Don't repeat the same run. Like you live in a pretty incredible area and make the most of that area.
0: So, yeah. 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 How beautiful is that? That tribal kind of heartbeat of the feet pounding on the pavement yeah. or the trail.
1: It is just, that's part of the whole moving meditation. You just kind of get lost in that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just become totally present. With mm. everything. You just get lost in that beat. Mm. It's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> and what about for fun? What do you do for fun?
1: I run. Oh. <laughs> I run for fun uh <laughs> climbing yeah. scrambling uh um, alpine climbing um yeah I pretty much just just run and climb that's yeah. that's my hobbies nice. and then uh I do like working with media a lot so like photos and videos but, uh, yeah, primarily running.
0: What about like substances? Like, do you like to drink beer?
1: Love beer. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love, love beer. <laughs>
0: okay, sweet. So there's no, you're not restrictive.
1: Oh, I have no restrictions. <laughs>
0: okay. Cause yeah. I was talking to my other buddy who's an ultra runner and he's like, they're ultra runners are the craziest people you'll ever meet. And they love to party.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, we just burn all of our carbs. So you just yeah, drink them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No, no diet restrictions at all. I wake up in the morning, I have my two eggs, and then I go straight to a donut. So.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's nice because I hear in the climbing world that sometimes really uh, professional climbers, they're so concerned about what they're eating because their weight, they're lifting their yeah, weight. Fruit. Yeah,
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how I could do that. I, yeah. I love food and like donuts and chocolate <laughs> milk and stuff. So like, I have no
0: restrictions. So. Oh. <laughs> and tell me what your favorite book is.
1: 11,000 is of the Canadian Rockies. Mm. it's just got great pictures. Okay. (laughs) It's just like a big picture book of the 56 highest peaks in the Canadian Rockies. And it's just like a a really good guidebook. So It's kind of a goal to take them all off.
0: Ah, so you're, you, you really just love like nature and seeing things by foot.
1: Yeah. 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 I think that's like the most simple, simplest way of putting it is just, yeah, just exploring by foot Mm. and and pushing your body. What about your favorite quote? Um, Favorite quote? I always like this one and it's where preparation meets opportunity and that's luck. Mm. And I always find like, whatever I say, I get lucky. I think about how I got lucky with like an opportunity and uh, it's always because I'm prepared for it and the opportunity came. Ugh. So because of that quote, I always try and always be prepared. I love <laughs> so it. when the opportunity comes, I get lucky.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting because so many people talk about luck and I don't think it's real. Yeah, You know, it's like, no, the reason why he's doing what he's doing is because he's trained really hard and has the strength to do it.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, folks. It it just sums up so perfectly what luck really
0: Mm -hmm. is -hmm. being prepared. And what about like a pump me up song?
1: Oh, a pump me up song is good. I feel like the best, most when I get really stoked for something is like a really happy song, Like, like some good jazz or something. And like, yeah, that's like yeah, it gets me pumped. (laughs) Nice. Cool. Yeah.
0: And then uh, who has been the most influential person in your life?
1: Um, I have to say my cousin who's Mm -hmm. called me multiple times. That's yeah. He's, he's always been there, uh, for all my big races or like low points. So yeah, like probably my cousin. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That like cheerleader in your corner and he's also your blood. So that's helpful. Yeah, he's exactly. Got your back. He's
1: the most inspiring dude. He can like say whip together some pretty incredible sentences that make you just go for it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's like a wordsmith with he, that. And,
0: nice. Yeah. Um, anything you want to add before we close?
1: If you're thinking about getting into running, uh, just, just do it. Just start and, don't bring a watch. Don't tire yourself. Don't care about your pace. Just move because moving is really fun and then you'll get better and better at it. And your body is built to run. So you will get increasingly better. And just love what you're doing because it's, it's such a cool sport. So.
0: The guy gives great chat. After speaking with Sam, I walked by some of the peaks in my area and I considered running them. I haven't yet, but I think that is what inspired feels like. If you want to follow Sam, check him out on Instagram at samuel.dickey. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. I look forward to more conversations with powerhouses like Sam. Again, I'm grateful for your attention and have a really great day.